Hey, what up fam? It's your boy Norm, and I would like to welcome you to episode 88 of the Evangelical Norm. I hope I sound a little better this week than I did last week. I still have a little bit of a cough, so I may have to lean aside and uh, cough uh, once, in, once, once or twice, but uh, hopefully I won't too much. And I'm really going to try to keep this episode short. Uh, simply because it's kind of late and I've got an early morning tomorrow. Actually, it's today. So, um, just wanted to, I mean, there's no way around it. We, we got to talk about this week. We got to talk about Jesse Smollett. You know, I kind of, I've mentioned him once or twice before. I actually mentioned him in a, in the other series of faith and beliefs refuted series, um, that'll be dropping later today. After I get off work, I'm not going to have time to get those uploaded. Uh, but I do want to make sure this one gets out. So, um, you know, here's the deal. I, you know, I held my tongue and I, I didn't say anything simply because, yeah, there were things in the the whole Jesse Smollett story that that didn't didn't feel right, didn't seem right. But... I didn't want to be the first guys like, you know, Matt Walsh and them were, and they, they get to say, I told you so, apparently, you know, great, good for you guys. Um, I'm the guy that will always sit back and wait for all the facts, all the information to come out. I've done it with every single situation that we've had, whether it be racial, whether it be, you know, trans, whatever, the situations come up, news stories, I always wait. Not that I'm like, you know, the bastion of news or anything like that, but people who are, are just jumping in, here, here's the thing, again, we see it separate down along, I don't want to say party lines, because not everyone is Democrat or Republican, we can say conservative, liberal, we can say left, right, whatever. But we see it separate pretty much along those lines of when this all went down, immediately the left was on, on it. Uh, it was it was homophobic, it was trans or it was racial, it was all these things, you know, you had Ellen Page who came out who essentially blamed it on Mike Pence in an interview and it was, you know, Mike Pence's fault essentially that all this happens. Um, blaming it on every church that is out there. You had, uh, you know, Sean Astin, um, who I follow. He's my cousin, distant. Uh, we don't know each other. But the reason I follow him, and I like him, he's a great actor and so on. So, But um, he jumped on and was like, I support you 100%, Jesse, and I don't know you, you know, kind of thing. Good Morning America, all these things. They had him on. He told his story. You know, and then on the right, everyone's like, well, you know, he still held on to the sandwich bag. I was talking about this with my wife um, earlier. The sandwich bag wasn't the thing that kind of made me uneasy about the whole situation. And here's why. Years ago, um, when I was in the military and I was in the midst of my, you know, real deep gangster rap, hip hop, you know, militant black man days um i wearing a malcolm x hat to a party for one of the girls that we knew and uh 
walked through her bedroom that was dark to use a bathroom. And as I came out, apparently there was a dude like laying on a bed in there. And when he saw me come out, he saw the X on the back of my hat, my Malcolm X hat. Um, and that, so as I walk out of the room, I hear someone saying, hey, X-Man, hey, X-Man kind of thing. So I turned around and walked back in. And as I stepped into the room, he jumped up, sucker punched me, uh, you know, dropped down, put me in a headlock and literally was trying to gouge my eye out. Had his fingers in my eye, trying to pull my eye out. And, you know, as I'm screaming and uh, trying to fight him off and people come into the room and um, I finally grabbed him in a spot that guys don't want to be grabbed and that's what got him to let me go. Um, but the first thing I did was picked up my Malcolm X hat and put it back on as I walked out of the room. So, given all this story, if, if everything did happen to Jesse Smollett the way it did, I could see him at the end of the situation reaching down and picking up his subway bag. That wasn't what made me feel a little... It's just everything that went on in the story, only 60 seconds off a of camera. Granted, a lot can happen in 60 seconds. Didn't seem long enough for that kind of an attack to, to happen. I could be wrong. Um, 40 minutes waiting before he called the police. That's what set me off. <coughs> um... Not wanting to get o give over phone records kind of thing. Giving over a redacted phone record. All these things that came out started to make me go, there's something wrong. But um, when it seemed like there were things, again, on the right, everyone was like, oh, it's a fake, it's a hoax. You know, he, he you know, and so on. And so we had this, again, as we do in all, most of these situations, everybody jumped to their side immediately. Nobody was waiting for facts. I think you know where I'm going. I, I beat this drum before a hundred times. Or, well, less than a hundred. We were only at episode 88. Um, but everyone immediately jumped to their sides. And nobody is trying to wait for facts to come out. I do what I always do. And I, I shouldn't say nobody. There are enough people who sit back and wait. You know, people like, people that I like. People like Steve Dace, people like Ben Shapiro. I think Ben even jumped on the the it was a hoax bandwagon earlier than I would have liked him to, but you know that's Ben. Um, a lot of the guys that I listen to, the I don't even know that I ever heard the cross politics guys talk about it. Uh, maybe a little bit, but other guys that I I respect and and so on, Wrath and Grace guys waited, said we're gonna sit and we're gonna wait for. Uh, more info to come out. Now more info has come out. And it really looks like Jesse is um, on the hook for setting this whole thing up. For whatever reason. And I mean, and why do we, any of the people who do this stuff do it? There are tons of... I wanted to grab the, the screenshot, but I didn't. Um, Tony from Hazakim. I think it was Tony. I don't know which one it was. I follow him on, on Twitter. Um, one of the two... Tony or Mike, one of the guys from Hazakim, posted a, a graphic with probably well over 50, and I don't know how, what the span of time is on these things, but well over 50 proven hoaxes of whether it's homophobic attacks, racial attacks, all these things that 
have been proven to be set up hoaxes by the people who claim to have been attacked. So it happens. My question, and then now, so now that most of this information has come out and it looks like, and again, I'm, I'm not saying 100% that Jussie has done this. I'm going with what has been reported at this point in time. As of eight hours ago, Jussie still hasn't interviewed with police. He's lawyered up. Um, the two Nigerian guys that they did question, um, that they found through, they were the numbers that Jussie had redacted from his rec phone record that he gave to police when they subpoenaed the actual ones. They just focused on those that he had redacted and they found these guys. They have claimed that they were paid to do this. So now again, we have to wait for more information to come out, but I'm giving you what I've got. But here's the deal. Now all these people on the right are just jumping at it going, yeah, yeah, you know, here we go. We told you so kind of thing. And, uh, and crickets, <laughs> crickets on the left. And so my question is, why can't we, as a society, as a people, figure out media? Why cannot, why can media not figure out that if you really don't want to step in it, if you really don't want to walk around, you know, taste in shoe leather, you know, fill in the analogy. Why will we not wait? Why, what is it? You know, and, I, and, and granted, I mean, we know what it is. We are in the, the microwave, instant gratification. Everybody's got to get the story before the next guy does. And nobody's looking for facts. They're just looking for sensationalism. They're just looking for whatever is going to get the ratings up or get the clicks up or get the visits to their ads up. And it no and and it's on it's on both sides. Again, neither side is innocent in this. And and honestly, I mean, I have to force myself to stand back and wait, because there there's issues on both sides where I want to jump in, you know, and and jump on one side or the other. But I have to stop and wait. You know, when it Judge Roy Moore came out. I, I was a great, great supporter of Roy Moore. And I said, I have to sit and wait. You know, I can't, I can't immediately say he's innocent. I'm not going to immediately say he's guilty. Um, but we want facts to come out. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh was not the guy that I wanted to see uh, submitted to the Supreme Court. I would have had no problem with them, you know, not confirming him. Um, but what happened there... I wasn't going to go, oh, yeah, you know, we have to believe all women. Because, again, we have over and over and over again, we have recorded uh, instances of where these things have been uh, fakes. So we have to wait for facts. Especially as Christians. If we are going to do anything from a Christian worldview, we have got to wait and look at the, the reality of things. We have to look at things. We can't jump to conclusions. We can't go by our feelings. We can't trust our emotions. We have to look for what is real, especially in situations like this, 
we have to wait for facts. And we look bad if we don't. You know, John said to test all the spirits. And, okay, granted, that's it's kind of an out-of-context thing, but there's a principle in there that we can take as a believer and go, we have to test all things. We don't just jump in, you know. I'm, I'm the last guy that will jump on board on, on the bandwagon for any celebrity that claims to be a Christian, you know. I mean, God bless Chris Pratt. God bless Justin Bieber. All these guys that are, are you know, Chance the Rapper. I'm going to wait. I want to see fruit in keeping with repentance. I want to see you bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And then I'm going to, you know, call you my brother. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put you up on a pedestal. You know, I mean, I've got guys that I, you know, that I admire, that I look up to. Um, Ivy Connerly, uh, Kurt, Kurt Kennedy, Kurt Allen, whatever name we want to call him today. Um, Shy Lynn, Chocolate Knox, all these guys. Um, I should... Black History Month, is it okay if I just name black guys? Because I don't want to look like I'm too woke. But these are guys that I pay attention to. And then, of course, there's my local pastors. Somebody put up a, a thing on Twitter today to to name your, your favorite 10, 20, 20th century uh, preachers or 21st, I don't remember what they said, but your, your 10 favorite preachers. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking Brian Sauvé, Jeremy Bear, Kellen Criswell, Bob Brownell, Alex Ackerman, um, uh, you know, the pastors that have spoken directly into my lives. Those are my favorite pastors. I got off on a tangent here. Um, I don't idolize celebrity and I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to wait in every situation as Christians. We have got to test the spirits. We have got to wait and see what is fact and what isn't. We cannot, we cannot afford to sacrifice our credibility on the altar of social justice, uh, racial tension, any of these things, we have got to stand on gospel truth and wait for truth. And then we deal with it. It's one of the things I've always admired about Todd Frill and Wretched Radio is because he will wait. He'll be like, you know, even when it's a sensational thing, like the Mark Driscoll plagiarism thing or any of those big Christian, uh, you know, scandals, Todd was like, there's this story out there. You may know or may not know who I'm talking about, but we're going to wait until we have facts before we discuss this here. <coughs> and that's, that's where I come from on a daily basis. And I think that's where we have to be as Christians all the time. Because if we're willing to, you know, just jump to whatever conclusion seems to be right or our emotions tell us are right, um, or if, you know, if we're not willing to weigh the evidence and so on, then we lose credibility when we present the gospel to people who need to hear it. Now, again, I know that I'm going to get comments about, well, it's the Holy Spirit's work. We don't, we don't convince people, any of those things, but all those things are true. The Holy Spirit does the work. We just plant the seed. We just speak and God uses us 
just the same way he used um, Balaam's ass. He, you know, he speaks through us, uh, you know, magnificent donkeys of people. And the Holy Spirit does everything. But it helps if we have credibility. It helps to have people listen if we are credible in our actions, in our attitudes, and in the way we deal with scandal and news and all of these things. Everything that we deal with on a day-to-day basis reflects upon the Christian life. And as, as believers in Christ, we need to be, you know, we need to be well-metered um, and, and well-measured on, on how we react to situations. And the first and foremost should always be to wait for all the information. Wait for all the information to come out before we start crucifying people or, you know, idolizing people or any of those things. We need to wait for all the information to come out. Because that's what's going to give us a better standing when we do get opportunities to share the gospel with the people around us. So, there it is. My take on what's going on with Jesse Smollett. Uh, I may talk about it more next week if we have more information. Otherwise, we'll talk about uh, something. Um, this week coming up, I am going to do a, a bunch. I'm probably going to drop like five or six videos because I've got a bunch of albums that I really want to review. Um, it's only taken me about seven months, but I'm finally going to review the appendix. Um, and then I'm going to review um, Ivy's new album, which is almost as old as the appendix, and I don't think I've reviewed it. Um, Hazakim, um, I haven't listened to the new Barsman, but I'm going to be listening to that and probably doing a, a, a review on that one as well. And then I might have one or two books that I want to review. I may put a bunch of them in one video. I may do a bunch of individual videos. But keep your eyes out for that, guys. Keep your eyes out for episodes 10 and 11 of Faith and Belief Refuted. Um, thanks for paying attention. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching, listening. However it is that you get my voice in your ear, as painful as that may have been the last couple of weeks, um, thank you. I appreciate all your time to, to spend listening to me, you know, a, a nobody guy sitting in his basement in Ogden, Utah, uh, just hoping to, to reach out and share the gospel with some people. So if you can subscribe, share, uh, hit the notifications button. Um, let me know what you think. Make comments. Tell me you think I'm just crazier than anything, or tell me if you think, you know, if, if what I do is helpful to you. Um, and so, you know, and uh, just let me know. I, I would love to interact with the, the few people that um, are here and paying attention. So, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.